What's up, Black Hollywood Live fans? Today we're talking about the FBI at Apple, CBS's screw-up at the Grammys, and Kanye West's new album. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome. That's it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Fight the power. Yo. This, this is... uh. This is the year I graduated high school. High school. Woo. I'm old. Man. 1989. Yeah, I was nine. Oh, you were nine. It's one of my first albums, though. Sound of the Funky. This one of your first albums? Yeah, first albums that I actually saved up for. Oh, wow. And my dad was like, you could buy this. I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy this. Oh, well, that's <laughs> it. I want to first say welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down. Uh... Geek news and or tech news and, and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by Kitty Shine. Yes, sir. Uh, that's interesting you say that because yeah. I, I have my first two albums mm-hmm. in the very when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. So I was eight years old for my first two. Mm-hmm. So your first, so your first two was it one or two? First one that I actually saved up for. I mean, okay. Pops was introducing me to hip hop all 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 along, but okay. I actually saved my allowance to buy this album. And you bought the record, absolutely. Fight, fight the power. I bought the tape. So I bought the tape. <laughs> fight the power. The third album, no, second album, second album by uh, uh, PE by PE Nations yeah. Million to hold us back. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, this, uh, this was, this was an amazing by the time. Squad, yeah. Direct, video directed by uh, Spike, Spike Lee, yeah. And uh, it's one of our seminal songs of of the of the nineties yeah. and, and and the late eighties, right? Defining a generation. Um, without question. For me, that's how old I am. The two the two albums, two albums I remember very specifically in nineteen seventy nine that I really wanted and and and, and get had to get. Uh, one was Off the Wall, Michael Jackson. Hands down, and the other one was a uh, rapper's delight. Oh yeah, I mean both of those is like, man, you got to have them in the, in the house. I remember my Aunt Tracy had those three <laughs> albums. And I remember just holding them like, I want these. Oh yeah, and I was like, I don't you where your money? You know, <laughs> where's, your, where's your record player? Man, <laughs> where's your money? Seriously. Anyway, record player. We we I digress and really age ourselves. Uh, it's funny talking about record players and in, in, in the age, tapes t- and tapes on, on a tech show. But uh, but you know that, that hey, was that man. was that was cutting, te- cutting that was, edge that technology. That was the medium of the time. That was the medium of the time. Exactly. Um, lots to talk about, as we mentioned in, in, in the cold open. We'll talk about Apple and little Kanye and music streaming and and CBS and the Grammys and and a little bit of Star Wars as well. But first, let's start with this Apple story. This Apple story seems to be getting a, a little bigger. We we touched on it. I don't know if we touched on it exactly, but after the San Bernardino shootings, the FBI kind of was asking Apple to help. Uh, Tim Cook and Apple to help unlock the uh, unlock the shooter's phone so you can see what information they can get out of there. Yeah, and Cook was saying That's, he's not going to do that, and not because he doesn't want to help, just because the implications of having that that the, that that version of iOS unlocked could be horrible. Yeah, horrible, like beyond what the government can do, and it brought up an interesting. Um, you know, debate about you know what a tech company and what a proprietary uh, owned software slash hardware, what their rights are versus when the federal government says you have to do something. It's an interesting kind of kind of debate there. Um, Definitely, and it opens up some other things down the road, like you know, for for a less a more evil company when the government says, hey, we have to, you have to do that, and like, nah, we ain't showing you this, you <laughs> know. So there's a lot of like a lot of real implication down there, but the story is really more about. Uh, our guy um, John McAfee, who is a security software, you know, uh, guru, uh, he said 
he's like, yo, I, I, I got a team of hackers, like straight out of straight out of Scorpion. He's got like a dude with a purple mohawk, twenty four inch mohawk, a guy with tattoos on his face. He says a guy with ten gauge earrings. Stereotypical hacker, right? He's like, my my crew will work for no less than half a million dollars. They'll crack anything, but I'll tell you what, I'll, 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 they'll crack this phone for you. But you gotta like, you know, give me some leeway, you know, because uh, whatnot. What do you, what do you think? Because he's he's actually pissed about the fact that he's very on record about how antiquated our security methods are, how antiquated like how, how our refusal sort of step into the hacking age, like Russia and China has done, and leaving us vulnerable in a lot of ways. So, um, what do you think about his stance? And, and his 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 team of hackers. I mean, I, I think generally with the issue, I think like it's 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 a it's one side of the coin. It's like we talked about it: security and other side, security and privacy are the issues essentially. So how secure secure are we as a nation, as a community, and then our information? Like we want it to be protected. We want it to be private. So I mean, well, his stance, I feel like okay. Well, why would you want to do that? You know, why would you want to hack it? Like I feel like. Tim Cook taking um, his position and being very public and how he dropped the, the messaging and the long letter on Facebook. And I think all that was very apropos and, and transparent and just communicating kind of like what uh, what could happen, what the potential threats could be if 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 Apple or an, another company allowed the government to have this type of access. And so I think. Yeah, if there is a another party or another organization or a, a group of guys that could actually do it, of course there are. But to be able to, to to promote it and to sell it, I think is just wrong. Because I think at the at the end of the day, we got to figure out better ways to have a secure environment. But ultimately, we have to have protection over our thoughts and our ideas and our and our stuff because it's, some of it is sensitive material that we don't want shared and viewed by anyone. You know. So well, this brings up what we talked what I, what I was touching on last week, and like we're we're in an era now where we have four or five companies that not only that really have sort of changed the way we 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 do everything like they're, they're 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 embedded in our culture in a way that other companies haven't been since ge and the light since the light bulb you yeah. know since like the railroad or something i can't even think of like how how a company's come and just change infiltrated everything we do the way facebook has the way apple has yeah. to a certain extent the way uh you know for sure the way google has yeah. and to a certain extent the way amazon has and so you have these companies that really like like a facebook who's just you know like completely integrated in your life in every way mm-hmm. they like w- what are they allowed to tell it with the government says hey facebook i need access mm-hmm. to all your files like you know what do you how does that work i mean you know? i think i think how it works now you got to go through the proper legal um channels to be able to do that to get the subpoenas and the, and the warrants and all that to be able yeah. to have the access but to have it like carte blanche like i'm gonna have it whenever i want and i could i could pull it from whoever i want i think that's a bit much well there's two separate things right so there's access there's that scenario which i talked about which is access to information and then there's this scenario which is they're talking about which is we don't want information we know we want access to your technology tim cook mm-hmm. like i know you know how to unlock this mug i know you know the secret how the, te- the technology is only the holder of the information so what's the difference right. well the, I, I guess the difference the difference is for you talk about legal legalities and subpoenas it's different from a, this is where the legal curve gets slippery it's legal it's different legally for me to say hey Keila, i need to see all of your files and i need access to all your information versus i need you to make i need i need i need uh, this locksmith to make me a key and I'm gonna yeah. go in there and figure it out myself. Yeah. Like, it's, so, so it's a, so it's a difference between accessing the information, accessing the technology to be able to act, get the information. So, and what they're saying is, 
all we need Cook is just how to crack the iPhone. Just give me the code. But that means they got to crack. They can crack every iPhone. Well, they're, they're they're not just saying give me the code. They're telling Tim Cook to change his operating system, to change the way right, his, exactly. his technology is even designed. The software is designed so that you so that the government as a third party can have the access to do it. So yeah. it's not just like hey, give us access. It's like change no. our whole infrastructure. Change our whole infrastructure so we can get <laughs> so we can make it easier for us to get in. Yeah, because we're trying to save lives out here. But what what Tim says, if if you can get in, anyone, everybody can get in. Can get in. Exactly. Like and especially and you guys are like you guys are not at the forefront of of hacking technology. <laughs> Trust me. So by the time you guys know what you're doing, everyone's already you are, the entire country is exposed. Yeah. Um, and who knows, man? It might be just be smoke and mirrors. They might already have access to it. It might just be all a part of the the performance. Like you know, because yeah. I feel like with the whole fingerprint stuff, like I still haven't done it. I, I don't feel comfortable putting that type of information into my phone. Although it's probably already in there, although other things are probably shared and and and, and translated and transformed to people. Like I, I don't know, man. Right. I mean, who knows? I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you want to get into that sort of area, like you know, you're looking at the phone. There's there's fa- there's also face recognition. You're taking pictures. You're, yeah. Your you're face. Every time you FaceTime. You yeah, know, there's all kinds of things if you want to go down that road of sort of like they got me. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> they, I mean, they, they, we already they, covered they, the story with the GPS tracker. It already saves exactly where you go. Yeah, where like, you been? That, that's a bit much. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot. hey man, trying try to sell you stuff. Hey. <laughs> so we'll see where this goes. But, I, but I'm very interested to see. Like, I like the stance that John McAfee's taking. I like, John, you know, John McAfee. He's, he's positioning himself as this sort of like. You know, I don't know, cyber hero. It's the stuff that like movies and TV shows are made of. It's like very much like Scorpion or one of these stupid hacker movies that come out. What's up with someone with Halle Berry when she showed her stuff? Um, uh, oh, Travolta, um, Don Cheadle, I know exactly, Halle Berry. I know exactly what you're talking about because I just watched it like two weeks ago. Swordfish, yeah, Swordfish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's his own his own group of Swordfish, which is, by the way. Not a good movie. Don't, it really isn't. Don't, okay, I was gonna, don't try to tell me it's a good movie. Not, not a good I movie. mean, I didn't like, I'm not promoting it. Like, yeah. I'm, uh. And not a good movie for hackers. Like, the idea, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing here, but purposely, I'm on record with this, but the, the whole idea of the, like, the, the hacker in the movies and the hacker in TV shows is, like, drives me nuts. Like, yeah, the whole, cliche. like, the whole, like, one more firewall, almost there, I'm in. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> how, how does it work? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it works more, I mean, well, if you see, if you watch um, uh, Black Hat, the Michael Mann movie, that, that's pretty closer, that's that's really pretty close the way it works, but but not Swordfish, where Hugh Jackman is sitting in front of, like, seven monitors, and then putting on, putting on like, Metallica and cracking his knuckles, <laughs> and then doing some hack. Like, that, that shit is ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> and John Travolta's like... Hurry up. He's like, I've got all the firewalls. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, no. No, no, that's not. I'm no, I'm no hacker, but I know that's not how that shit works. That's pretty funny. Anyway. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, so the Grammys, were, the Grammys happened. We talked a lot about the tech of the Grammys and the and CBS is streaming the Grammys. And, and I, the sucker that I am as a cord cutter, is a, is a, is a, is a subscriber of the CBS uh, now oh, service you just got hustled. is a CBS all access service. They have my five ninety ninety nine a month, um, and uh, as a part of the, my, my 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 bundle that I'm doing as my cord my part of my cord cutting bundle, and I tried to flip on the Grammys, very excited, and the shit wasn't on. 
It kept yeah, spinning. Yeah. The, re- the, 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 the reticle was just going around and around. It was kept loading. And then I was freaked out. I got online. And it turns out that was happening to everybody. Yeah. And it was a major fail for major fail for CBS. Now, they corrected it just in time for me to see Kenneth Lamar, thank God. But, but I missed everything. I mean, luckily, they replayed it locally, so I saw it again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I missed the first hour and 10 minutes of the Grammys. Right. And... Um, this is a huge fail, not only because it's a huge, it, it, it's a fail, but because CBS is, you know, made this big stance about charging. Yeah. They charge you five nine nine for their service. So, so they have a premium service like Hulu, like Netflix, and their shit is not working, which is a travesty. And yeah. it's not even like, as I mean, it, 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 I don't know if they weren't ready for them, the demand. I mean, we had about, about 26 million people try to stream that thing or stream that thing. Not, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that number is correct. 26 million to stream it. I think only 26 million people watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, are you sure? Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's actually right. You're right. But that, that would be way too high for a stream. Yeah. That's well said. Well, <laughs> that's like a super crash. They, they don't have the streaming numbers, actually. They don't, give, they don't give the streaming numbers. But, um, whatever it was, it was too much. Yeah. Too much for them. Um, so what do you, what do you think about I mean, this? I, I think that, like, when I when I look at my my history with cable, there have been times where I'm watching a, a a show on cable and something goes wrong with the cable. So I mean, it's it's just technology. It's a, it's a glitch. It's something that you know happened. I think it's infrastructure. Once we have you know more, we have faster internet speeds. Like that's not going to be an issue. But I think for now, like it's it it kind of defeats uh, the purpose of them trying to be in this space to compete with the Hulus and the Netflix of the world because it's like yo you don't you don't you you, you don't have the infrastructure to compete like and this is a a, a, a tent pole event a water cooler event and you fail to have the the proper technology to you know have the show played seamlessly right. i think that's going to really have people turn their heads away from it like that 6 bucks is pretty steep you know for you know some some legacy shows and and sprinkled events like i don't know i don't know if i would pay that for for them, like maybe my money would go somewhere else, but I would be pissed off to be honest. I was so. pissed off. Um, I was pissed off. I pissed off. <laughs> I was very pissed because uh, I was I was because to have that it took me a while to figure it out because it just didn't compute to me. And then when I realized all the other CBS stuff worked, so you, uh, you I, I, like instant I go to oh, the Good Wife. Oh, that I can watch that. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, I just can't watch the Grammys because it's live. What the he-? you know? So it was really really upsetting to me. Although. Um, the Super Bowl seemed to work, and other other stuff worked just fine. Um, it, it's a huge mistake, huge, huge, huge mess up for me. And I, and I, I I'm interested to see if they give me my five five nine hey, nine back. So I, I would be on the phone with them immediately to yeah. get uh, four months yeah. for free or something. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I would be surprised if CBS doesn't do some sort of gesture gesture because it was such a public thing that happened in real time. Oh, it's, it's damaging. Yeah. It's damaging. I mean, uh, the, some of the tweets were just ridiculous. Like a long list of just, like, I can't believe this is happening. This is whack. I'm paying I, my money. Like, I, blah, blah, I, blah. I, I posted. I posted myself. I, I posted to uh, a Hollywood Reporter. I posted somewhere else. Like, this is an outrage. Yeah. Anyway, I don't really post like that, but I did. So moving forward, speaking of which, uh, so ESPN has also been hurt by this whole, by this whole cord cutting situation, obviously, because ESPN just takes like, Whatever it is, seven dollars of your money or nine dollars of your money um, for themselves. Um, now they're 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 trying to say that we're all for being a part of uh, some sort of skinny bundle, if yeah. you will. They're not they're not they're not going to do a standalone service, which they probably could. 
Mm-hmm. If anyone could do a standalone service, it's ESPN. Yeah. Uh, because people want their sports and people want access to their sports. Uh, I think it's what, what, the, what ESPN's worried about is do people want access to their sports programming? Right. So this is, this is, this is a whole interesting tail wagging the dog situation, but let me tell the story first. So they, they're saying that they want to be part of, if, if this is the way it's going, they'll bundle up with other folks and, and, and be served up through Amazon or Apple, whatever, but they definitely don't do the standalone service. And this is John Skipper talking. Right. Um, ESPN is notoriously sort of behind the curve on technology, as 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 my former uh, boss Bill Simmons has been very adamant about. Uh, you know, Grantland had no no digital platform, no mobile platform. They wouldn't. They refused to update stuff. Uh, and um, I don't know. What, what do you, what, do you, what do you think of this? I mean, I think they're they're not going to use that card until that's absolutely necessary. Um, I think that they still can be part of the the, the general. Um, cable bundle and still make you know gobs of money. They have ninety million subscribers, like so they've lost maybe seven million in the last two years. Like they still have ninety million. They are the biggest, um, the, the the cash cow for Disney. You know, so like I don't. I think they're gonna ride that wave until like really there's a shift in 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 terms of how we consume our media. Like. I think I think they because they're such a behemoth they don't have to necessarily develop the the standalone um, strategy and in terms of like these slim down bundles or whatever I, I mean I think I, th- I think they're already kind of doing that with the um, with uh, now I'm drawing with the with the Sling TV and the and that 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 model but I think they'll probably adapt that before they do it you know before a standalone but I think them uh, bundling ESPN with other Disney family and all those other other type of shows and networks that are part part of part of Disney, I think is is, is their is their power play. So, right, I, I agree. Now, just to, just philosophically getting this whole like tail wagging the dog thing on this is that it's very interesting that ESPN was built on they they started on the, on on sports programming on recaps and highlights right and then mm-hmm. around that they were able to build a foundation of those types of shows to be able to allow them to go out and get uh, rights to sporting events right. started with like you know whatever women's lacrosse and then they built their way all up to to the behemoth they are now with mm-hmm. college basketball and um and, and NFL and and others and basketball mm-hmm. yeah. so uh now uh and then they built a whole cottage industry of programming around that live television, around those live events. So now people really only kind of want the live events. Of course. I love my PTI as much as the next guy and my around the horn and all that stuff. But in my those sports are, those center, aren't the, the landmark of it. I don't know that I'm going to pay five ninety nine for PTI and sports in you know, the sports center. I may pay five ninety nine for access to the, to the NFL and the access to the MLB and other stuff. So it's interesting that like, you know, what if 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 you do come to a, a pay service, if they do come to that, what are you paying for? You know, I guess, and then, you, and then this is the, what, what is the value ESPN has, and it begins when we start to look at it in those terms. ESPN starts to like look like a house of cards for a little bit, right? Because it's, it's like true. because one thing if you just flip it on and they're just taking your nine dollars and right. they're just making a bunch of money, but if it really breaks down, okay, what are you actually doing from ESPN? Right, right. Then it starts to get like scary. That's true. I mean, <laughs> you know, because half the time you're watching ESPN, if it's not a game, it's just on. You're not like really like invested, locked in. It's just on in the background. At least for me. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, so. that's, a, that's a point. But if you said, but if you said, oh, okay, here's the deal. Like, like I'm at this point, you have to pay for ESPN. Like, what am I paying for? Yeah, I don't know if I would in, pay in, for in, it. In, in the world of like Yahoo Sports and everything else, and all, all the all the access I have to CBS Sports and Fox and everything else, what am I paying for? Exactly. So that, that that's that's a question ESPN has to ask itself immediately. And like, if, if and they don't have the answer. If, to that. ESPN were to do a standalone, 
I think I think they will lose because NFL could do a standalone, NBA could do a standalone. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, why would you choose, you know, ESPN over NBA, you know, it's, or it, whatever? At this point, it's programming, right? It's, it's, it's the pregame stuff. People, it's whatever pregame you're watching or programming or fan stuff you're watching. And I don't know. I just really feel like increasingly in this day and age, I find myself watching less and less of ESPN. The only appointment television I have on ESPN and I get on a podcast even is, is really PTI. Mm-hmm. You know, PTI is the only show that I probably consistently don't miss. Right. Other than that, I don't, I'm it's out. Like, yeah, it's like whatever. It's on, it's on. Yeah. And then 30 for 30, but that's, you know, then we know that's okay. Anyway, we digress. So, so BuzzFeed, um, BuzzFeed's one's up and comers too. I mean, don't sleep on BuzzFeed as a as an information hub. Buzz, BuzzFeed a lot, reminds me a lot of, and this is where a lot of CNN back in the early early days days of CNN. And I think they're they're they're, they're taking themselves seriously in terms of uh, a a not not really a news organization but an information organization. But uh, mm. because of this, they're changing the way they they do their 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 metrics and they, they're changing the way that they um, are able to monitor how many people come through BuzzFeed yeah. and what, what happens. Before, it was relied on, like, you know, the, the standard internet stuff of impressions and uniques and all the other stuff. They're coming up with a very elaborate, spending some money doing an elaborate sort of super metrics, uh, data metrics thing to be able to help advertisers and others show people, like, exactly, you know, what, how how much BuzzFeed is, in, is it, how much people, how many, how many people are actually on BuzzFeed Involved in BuzzFeed, how much it impacts the culture, yeah. Um, and I think that's huge. I mean, I, th- I think it's it is huge. I think the system by which we kind of like uh, determine analytics is antiquated, and so that's kind of their point. Like, hey, we we have expansion in all these areas from YouTube to Facebook through our own site through Vine through, but we want to be able to have in, a deeper penetration and deeper analysis to be able to show people that we have more than what you know this antiquated system is providing in terms of numbers. We we believe that we're we're far more expanded than what the numbers provide. So let's create a new system that can you know be more uh, specific in terms of how how many numbers and how much traffic we're actually generating for the very point of selling to advertisers. But like yo, the, the, this this is this is a better system that that's more uh, specific, that's more. Uh, um, direct and gives you, and gives the advertiser even more power to how they can promote their products, and so I think right. I think it's super smart. Right, makes sense. Um, I mean, it makes sense to me. So we'll, we'll see. Like I, I think BuzzFeed. I think what you're going to find is, and why they're doing this is that BuzzFeed is like, I mean, the, the power of BuzzFeed is massive, and I think that the the, the people, I think people are going to be surprised how many people, how many eyeballs are on BuzzFeed, you yeah. know, on a regular basis, how much interaction comes through BuzzFeed on a regular basis. I think yeah. that. And I think this is just a, the beginning of a growing trend of these websites to really get their metrics together to go, out, to go out and get that money because people still to this day don't quite understand like the power of online versus the scattershot of television. Yeah. The power of engagement. I mean, they, they understand it in, in, in sort of buzzy, like, uh, you know, you know, Silicon Valley terms, but mm-hmm. not in the fact of actual dollars. Oh yeah, like this is how much engagement is coming through BuzzFeed. Like, yeah. you know, so you need to put your money here. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, this Twitter story, I could kind of skip it unless you have some Let's let's skip the Twitter. So I want to talk about Spotify. Um, so Spotify. The question is, does Spotify? You know, Sp- we talked about Spotify being a loser in the whole. So when the when the Apple Music versus Title versus Spotify whole thing dropped and we all sort of put our money on our different horses um uh i was i was uh i was sorry when when, when apple music and title lost we had the open question what's going to happen to spotify oh yeah my, my my take on that 
it's not short term, it's long term. Right. I think I think I still say Apple Music in terms of the marathon is going to win. Yes. In terms of in terms of the sprint, in terms of these these you know first initial laps, these first few years of them actually battling Spotify, obviously is still ahead because they started first. Yep. So, but I think the long battle, nah. How do you think about Spotify's sort of what seemingly inability to sort of innovate and stay on top of things? I mean, I feel like that. When Spotify dropped, I, I, I moved to Spotify. I was an early Spotify adopter, and I loved it. I was spot, I rode for Spotify for, like, almost four years until Apple Music, and mm-hmm. then I, I just dropped Spotify like a, like a, like a, <laughs> a hot potato. But uh, what's – my eyebrows raised on title because of all these releases, right? You know, the, the technology is not – has been has been spotty on, on title. They didn't get their technology game together. Yeah. But um, – but the idea of the Beyonce yeah. and then the, Re- the Rihanna and then now the Kanye and then you know the, and then the Drake and no, not, not the Drake Drake's Apple Music but then the uh, the, uh, uh, the Coldplay the Coldplay of course and you know Jay's lurking around the corner like you know so uh, it's really it made me get I, I have title now like it made me get yeah. it so I wonder so what's Spotify doing so the question open question is does Spotify need to um, do some exclusives to to be able to get some to, to to be able to help them grow a and if they do what is this is this are we gonna have a world of like you know this camp over here that camp over there we already do have that world and it's gonna be those lines are gonna be more clearly drawn as you know larger artists you know want a bigger stake front for the for their product they're not gonna just give it away for free and that's kind of the argument from the artist perspective like yo change your model so that me as an artist can make more money like with your freemium service and how you're positioning your platform like I I, I am the loser right. out of the deal like you make more money than me as a platform but I'm giving you the product from from Spotify's angles like hey music should be you know it's exposed to everyone the more the more the merrier the more people that can listen to it and have access to it the more you'll make that's what they're selling right. but from the artist perspective I'm like yo I created this I'm, I'm trying to do what's best for me and my family right. and so that's why the Beyonce's Rihanna's and, and the Kanye's and the Coldplay's and the Adele's and the Drake's are doing it that way like yo I'm gonna drop it right here get my pay get my, my money up and then maybe maybe I'll siphon it off to you know the other streaming services down the line but right. From the artist perspective, I I totally agree. From Spotify, like I I think because because they're not doing exclusives, I think they will lose in the in the long run. I mean, they, they, did, they did drop a Hot Prince exclusive. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was that was two years ago. Is it the day that we're laughing? Or a year at ago, Prince. Oh, man, July twenty fifteen. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I don't know where this is going. I really I honestly don't. Um, I mean, think about it. Taylor Swift pulled out of Spotify. Adele said, "I'm not dealing with Spotify." Like all these big artists are saying, no, "I'm good. I'm straight." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, pe- and people are still, you know, uh, fuck what Apple Music. And then I guess it's really the battle between the stars is Apple and Title. And I guess Jay is a. Uh, it's pretty convincing, like talking to these people individually. I mean, even the, the, like, the press release, the, the press conference release had you know everybody up there. Uh, don't, and don't sleep on Drake, man. Like, I mean, he he made a deal with Apple for twenty million. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing. Like, he, that dude is caking up. Like, oh, he's caking he's up very quietly, super caking up, very quietly, <laughs> super. <laughs> like, do not sleep on Drake in terms of making money. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, the album is you know forthcoming, and the, the mixtape got nominated for a Grammy. I don't know how yeah. that happens, but the mixtape. I, mean, I mean, his 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 first mixtape got nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. So, so but uh, the album's coming, and I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like this this something big, big, big is happening. It's going to happen with Drake, and it makes me feel like uh, the 
this is the topic we're not we're not on, but let me think about the the art of the the rollout in this age. Like how do you how do you launch a project? I'm gonna call it an album these days. I mean, obviously Beyonce a couple years ago dropped just dropped fifteen you know fifteen tracks and fifteen videos, and it, that's what it was, and had complete control over it. This whole rollout of um, oh, do we have one? Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, the uh, the whole rollout of formation and the way that's been sort of rolled out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that Life of Pablo was expertly rolled out. I think it was very sloppily rolled out, but it's but it, but it, but it's, it's effective. Like it makes you wonder about the the impact of how you the control the artists have and how they want their product to be perceived, perceived and launched out to the uh, to the public and how much ancillary money that they can make from that. It's about keeping that power, right? Absolutely. Um, and that, so that, that that's why I wonder what Drake's going to do and what Jay's going to do. I mean, I mean, content is king. We always say that that I mean, the music has to be good. And for like the star power artists, like I don't know if the surprise attack is going to work anymore. I think that's kind of antiquated, even though it's yeah. only been done like maybe five or six times. But it's like, okay, oh, you dropped your album out of nowhere. Like because, that's not really a surprise anymore. Yeah, so. because you have two 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 versions of that. Kanye's, which was loud and and not necessarily a success yet, because it's only a title, and Rihanna's, which was super quiet, which is like super quiet. Right. I mean, one one Beyonce, album, when but, like, Beyonce no did it, about it exactly. When Beyonce did it. I mean, two years ago, like that was like crazy, like out of nowhere, right? Down. But for her to do it again like that, I don't know. I don't know if that strategy would work. But I do like how she is. You know, I, I like how Beyonce in particular, or even Kanye, they're 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 promoting their album, they're marketing their album around other ancillary things that they're doing, other events, or like for instance, Beyonce's tour, or it's Kanye's, you know, fashion line. Like I think I think artists are adapting in those ways because now it's not just about buying albums about buying everything everything that the artist represents and so yeah. being a part of their brand and I think the album is just a selling tool for, for, for consumers to, to buy other things yeah so, obviously the tour the products everything exactly. else because no one's making money on the actual exactly. music how do you monetize the actual music so uh, I agree and, and, and if you're a good artist you have other things to sell about yourself exactly. you know, whether it's clothes or merch, you know, merch right. or whatever yeah. it is um, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm very curious about I, I think I think you know Rihanna's rollout was a was a bit of a fail. If you ask me, I think it was kind of a fail. I mean, like the way it wasn't the, as loud. I mean, it, I don't even say loud. It was loud. I, I would say maybe like it's it got know. leaked by accident on title, and then it and then there's no fanfare. There's no. I mean, it's just it's just here. I see a couple of billboards. Well, she, has a, she has a tour. She has a world tour. She's coming. going on. So yeah. I mean, okay, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I, I like the, I like the album. Uh, Kanye's. You know, I'm not, I don't know what the grade on, is on that release yet. I think there's some cool things that were done. The Master Square Garden thing was cool. The yeah. tweeting, the change in the title, the the frank nature of this, the saying that now it's going to be exclusive only on title, yeah. and changing his mind and changing it back. Like, I, you know, it just it just feels it's a lot of coverage, but it just feels very manic. The record uh, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like I like it a lot. It's been hacked a whole lot too. Well, we'll get to that in a second, but that, that that's really interesting. Um, anyway, well, this is interesting to see. I don't know what's. I, I, I don't think Spotify's going to make it, frankly. Yeah, the marathon, man. The marathon. I don't think they're going to make it. I think they're I mean, being bought yeah. bought by like either Title's going to buy them or they're going to merge with Title and take on Apple or something like that. I feel like you have to have the cool factor. The Spotify yeah. still have the cool factor. No. I don't think they do. No, I think that's I think that's the play. I think yeah. Title will merge with Spotify to take on Apple Music, and then we'll see how that goes. And like last note, I know we've been on this topic before, that's but fine. like you have you have kind of like the poster child for Apple Music. You have the poster 
children for for a title. Who's the poster child for Spotify? I told you, man, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Prince, he's riding for Spotify right, right now. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that, that that's the point. Well, that's kind of the point of the article. Do they need that? Do they need yeah. a poster child? They're just about the music. Okay. You know, they're about getting the music to the people, but they can't get the music to the people if the, the musicians don't want to give their music to you to give to the people. So that's, that's the problem. Um, okay. Um, just a qu- couple of quick Google stories. Google's trying to infiltrate the, the Asian, the, the Asian culture and the Asian market. Uh, they're trying to do it from the inside out. They've, 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 they've dropped a, a giant engineering facility. They're looking at hiring a bunch, bunch of local engineers to be able to get some homegrown talent and figure out how to how to get in from the inside out. Do you think this is a good strategy? Well, yeah, I think it's a good strategy. I mean, been to Asia a few times. Like, there's so many people over there. Of course, it's a good strategy. They want yeah. they want access to to those bodies and have to have them buy their products and have them be on their search engine search engine and have them use their their platform. So, of course, and it, it's just a smart. We talked about kind of Facebook, the kind of like the digital colonialism of Facebook or whatever. These to the the arrogance of being like, I'm gonna come in here and and. and show you how, you know, give you our stuff or show you how it's done or we're going to come in here and have your thing. It's more like, hey, can we teach us how to do this in your country? You know, or you, you know, whatever. I, I like the idea of like, the like, in other words, instead of coming from the outside in and taking over, I like the idea of coming in and, and investing in, 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 in the local people and saying right. like, let's build this from the inside out. I mean, I think, you know, when you talk about like Indonesia and Malaysia and Philippines, all these uh, southeastern um, Asian countries, like of course in the in their in their cities they have the infrastructure and they have access, but in the rural areas it was kind of I think what Google is is trying to hit home, like in terms of those areas where there's still a shitload of people. Yeah, they want to be able to bring that technology and sure. that infrastructure there. So, well, Facebook still flies drones over there. And yeah, so, uh, that's that's how they're gonna bring the technology to people. I don't know. Um, well, what's interesting to me is that a lot of these Asian countries actually develop a lot of the technology. It's surprising to me that they don't already have that stuff, like you know, expansive it. throughout the country. Like, yeah, but it's also yeah, it's interesting because that, that, because it's also like about the sharing and what's what 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 is it, is it kept? Is it provincial? Is it national? Is it you know like? The, but it's not going to be. It, you know, like an international, they, they, Asia doesn't do it like that. Asia doesn't bring their shit to us, right? You know, like that. They they keep it for themselves, um, and then make our shit. That's kind of what, how they how they how they how they grow. <laughs> you know, um, the also Google is is trying to fix the Gmail. If I understand the story correctly, they're basically wanting you to use all your other email addresses through Google Mail, but still allowing you to not have a Gmail suffix is that is that is that correct yeah, essentially if you're a part of the you know the i think the four or five bigger uh email hosting co- companies that are out like the yahoos of the world mm-hmm. you can use google as a way to gmailify your um previous email account and i think that's just the domination that google and alphabet has that hey we created this technology where you you may not you, you might want to just use a gmail because it's more popular amongst your circle or better to use for business purposes so we have a, we have the, the the portal we have the, the 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 stream to be able to transform it from a Yahoo account to a Gmail account. Right now, is it like we will actually transform this, or is it that when I email Yahoo, you'll see it as Gmail? 
That's exactly it. Okay. <clears throat> I thought that, I thought that technology already existed. Yeah, did, did it? It's okay. not new technology. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that, that's already something that you can email forwarding or whatever yeah. that is. In, in, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's email forwarding, but it's because you're also able to use the Google apps, and so I think that's that's the play. Okay. Because you want to be able to, you know. Google's trying to to get people to to come over to their whole portfolio, right? You know, so that's the thing. And you can't really do that with the with the Mac account or Yahoo account or right. or your Hotmail account. Exactly. That you use all the time. Yeah, right. And I'm never giving up that one. <laughs> get it? Please your, get hot, out of your Hotmail and your AOL account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still got my Prodigy, my Prodigy <laughs> account. So, uh, okay, let's let's. I, I want to get into. So we talked a little bit about Kanye uh, album release, and we touched on a little bit. Um, just really quickly, I ask you, but what do you what do you think of the album? The album is, is superb. Like, I mean, I I already already last week and every time we cover Kanye, I think him as an artist, like he's dope. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I think the music is dope. Um, I think it's it's good for the culture in terms of you know just a, a solid album, content, <clears throat> um, ethically. Uh, but you know, Kanye and just how he's presented is dope. I like it. Bleached assholes in your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, podcast world. But yes, uh, no. I, you know, he's. Kind of, I just. I really. Uh, I think Kanye is a genius. I, I just. I, I, first of all, I love the album. I love the album. Um, um, the tracks that I was not so sure about, I love them. You know, upon mm-hmm. multiple listens, I love even more of the tracks I loved already. I really, really love. Um, I'm really more into the back half of the album now than I was in the front half where I wore it was the opposite before. Yeah. Uh, I love the deep house cut, the end. I love, you know, it's, it's great. I think, I think it's a really, really strong album. Yeah. Um, in terms of Kanye as, a, as an individual, I, it's interesting to, to find out how much of it, it is, is Kanye a guy who is borderline somewhere on the spectrum or borderline personality who may or may not be off meds or needs some sort of meds and is doing that thing. Or is he just an genius that way? Or is he like a supremely calculated, I know exactly what the perception of everyone is of me. I'm going to make this move on purpose. I'm going to say this thing about Taylor Swift on purpose because I know it's going to get this reaction. I'm going to say this on the record on purpose. Is it all, is he like an, a mad genius that way? I would hope that it's the latter. Yeah, I would hope so too. But, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I mean, this I, life of Pablo, I, I the, think, the erratic, the erratic, the erratic Twitter stuff and everything else has been like interesting to watch. I think there's a degree of impulse, impulsiveness with Kanye, but I think there is a, a lot of strategy and a lot of calculation. Um, I mean, when you really evaluate his whole career from the beginning to to now, like it's a lot of it's a lot of like, I mean, just conceptually with his music and with his his content, like that requires a requires a, a, a deep thinker, a reflector, and so I don't think that I don't think that I don't think that he's stupid enough to just just do everything impulsively. I think there is a degree of strategy and and forethought in in terms of what he does. I think he he uses the media to work for himself. So, yeah. um, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I like uh, I like the uh, the I, I like the I like the album itself. I don't like the idea of him keeping it on title exclusively as a just as a as a business strategy because people need access to your album and so what the story's about is that you know his his limited release album is now a massive hit on Pirate Bay it's a Pirate Bay people yeah. are pirating the crap out of it so if if the desire is to have you only come to title 
Um, well, savvy people aren't going to do that. They're going to figure out other ways to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you're also excluding the man. There's so many people who want this record who don't even, who barely can use iTunes. You know, yeah, that that applies for the Adele's of the world. That yeah. applies for the Taylor Swift of the world. Why sure. is it different for him? It is. I mean, it is. But I think that they're, 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 uh, neither of those people have ex- ex- exclusivity. They have. They have. They they may launch on something like Rihanna did. You launch on title, and then it's available the next week on Apple Music and everywhere else. You that's not true. Taylor, Taylor Swift and Adele both had exclusivity. They didn't. They didn't put it on any streaming platform. You can only buy it. You can only buy it in a, in a brick and mortar, or you could buy it on, in iTunes. For 1989, and uh, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. True. That's right. I don't see what the difference is. The, well, the difference to me is you buy it in a brick and mortar. He's saying you can't even buy it in a brick and mortar. Yeah, you can only buy it. You can only download it from title. Right. Right. So that's the difference. The difference is accessibility. Right. It's one thing to be able to say, hey, you, you have to go and pick up this album. That's that's how I want the, the, the finances to be. It's a different other thing entirely for me to say you want it to stream it from here, and then people will find other ways to stream it digitally. And it's, it's easy, also easy ways to to pirate that album digitally and then put it back out there for the you know I don't know it's it's interesting I what I mean it's fine but I wonder about it uh, as a strategy and we'll, we'll see if it works. Yeah, hey, I think it's dope. I think it's dope because he has a three percent equity stake in title. Sure. So either way, he's winning. He's winning with all the other artists that are on there that are, that are being streamed. Three percent of each artist, right. each play, <laughs> and he, and he's making his moolah. You know, through through his other ventures. So I mean, I I, I don't know if I disagree with that. I well, think eventually he'll he'll expand it out. But I think for this first month or first two months, man, let people co- let people come to the source, come to me for the product. Speaking of making his moolah, <laughs> like this is you know that, that famously that he had that tweet about sort of asking for money or whatever it is. But like, you know, th- that brings up a thing. Like, how is Kanye making money right now? I'm not saying that Kanye is broke because clearly he's not, and his wife is obviously making you know close to like a hundred million dollars, but like. uh Kanye is spending a lot of money. I know Def Jam underwrites good music to a certain degree, but like that album, I mean, I know Rihanna's album, God costs, I mean, not this Kanye, it costs a crazy amount of money to, to, to make that album over, over the last two or three years. Kanye's record costs a lot of money also to make over the, over the last couple of years. Uh, the tour, he's not really touring. He's spending a lot of money of his own money on all this fashion stuff, his own money on the video game stuff, his own money on all this promotion of of of, of the the redoing the record, changing the record, multiple songs. There's like probably I guess there's like something like fourteen, fifteen songs that like will never see the light of day. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's normal. That's normal. But like more of that. But I'm talking about but the money spent in recording these songs and the time to record the songs. Uh, it's just there's all the stuff that all we see is Kanye spending a crazy amount of money as an artist to be able to put his art out there, which I respect. But like, is is Kanye gonna go broke? <laughs> I, I mean, I know we we had I, I, it's, 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 the short answer is no. Okay, okay. I don't think he'll go broke because I think he's created a legacy just along with his his music, just him as an artist and him as a writer for sure. other artists. Like, sure. he, I mean, he's still producing for other artists and still has hits. Like he has the, I mean, the most hits. Like who, who yeah. has more hits than him? Like for himself, and then like I said, for for other people that he wrote for, like, like publishing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, people aren't buying records, so maybe you have a point. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, the let's see the uh, I want to get to let's see what well so Deadpool Ryan Reynolds is hosting Saturday Night Live and they want people or petition to have him host as Deadpool which I think is interesting um, I, I saw Deadpool I liked it um, a lot 
Not, nece- not necessarily all my kind of humor. The Ryan Reynolds humor is not really my personal cup of tea, but people really love it. And I, I liked it a lot. I, I get it. But, I, but like, I have some friends of mine who are like, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it on repeat. I'm going to dress as Deadpool in my wedding. I'm going to, like, <laughs> like, I have people who are really freaking out for it. But uh, did you see it yet? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, it's good. And uh, I think it's very faithful to, the, faithful to the comic. And I'm glad that uh, he's able to do um Hopefully, you know, they's able to do a sequel and blah, 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 blah. But uh, I don't want to see him on SNL. Um, hey, but that, that, I mean, that might be interesting. Like, I like the, the, the thought of doing something, have him, you know, on the show for 90 minutes, dressed up in his character, acting like his character. That, that's never been done before. Right. And so, I mean, like, and I think the article was saying, like, like Spider-Man wouldn't be able to be able to uh, hold a, a audience attention that long. But with his, with the way his character is designed, like, he could. He right. potentially could. He could. But, but most of a lot of what he does is uh, you know f bombs and, and 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 you know uh, <laughs> stuff. So we'll see if that'll fly on a on SNL. I don't know. We'll see. It could work. Uh, last but not least, I'm very interested in this. Uh, there is a um, uh, a release, a super silver screen edition of uh, of uh, of Star Wars coming out by by an anonymous group called Team Negative One, <laughs> um, and they're and they're doing like the sort of like the um, 35 millimeter. Well, they take they've taken it from a, a Spanish language low fade 35 millimeter print, and they've um, they putting this out as the original uh, version of Star Wars, which is kind of cool because Lucas has completely sanitized out Star Wars. I mean, he's obviously he's, he's digitally redone some things. He's, he's famously made uh, you know Guido shoot first and the Han Solo thing. He's taken out that crazy Wolfman creature that was in all of the uh, the original Cantina scene. Is that Wolfman dude who looks terrible, by the way? The only the only one that doesn't know that's why I took him out. Right. The only one that doesn't hurt up. And they kept like three close ups of the Wolfman, like you know, <laughs> like in the Cantina, like drinking a beer. Right. Like that's not good. Nah. So they took the Wolfman out. Uh, but you know, I kind of want to see. I, it, I was thinking about this as I was watching the you know watching the Star Wars leading up to episode episode uh, seven. Is got it? Is that I miss the original. It makes me upset that like that's been completely erased from my memory of how the original the original original was. I want to see it again. I can't do it. So I'm glad that someone's doing it. I wonder what will happen. What do, you, what do you think of this? Hey man, you you have you know the, the fanboys and the geeks out there that that are purists and that want to see it in its original um, formation. Um, so yeah, I, I think for those for those guys that are really like truly geeking out about Star Wars and I want to keep it pure for how it originally was manifested, then yeah. that's that's cool. But hey, it evolves, man. Art evolves and. Star Wars might be around for a hundred years, you know? and, and I agree. And the last thing I'll say, I, you know, I, I, I have of what I was definitely one of those people who was upset about George Lucas is changing everything. But now that I have, uh, you know, children in the world, and it's like thinking about the legacy of what that is, like watching the original original version. Some of it doesn't hold up. It doesn't. It doesn't hold up. So the fact that he modernized it and made it a little, I, I don't want to know the keys to keep doing that. But it, 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 you know, like it holds up a little better for for another generation, and maybe change the longevity of what that thing is. Absolutely. Especially we're talking about using that as a piece that connects these next group of movies that are coming out. Like you want to make sure that it doesn't look like it's from the seventies, which it already does. Right. So anyway, that's just a thought. Hey, Amen. All right. Um. That's that's it. Um. Next week we will hundred percent talk Oscars. Next week, 100%, and then on some other things going on. Um, anything else you want to hit on? All-Star nah, Game, anything? Nah, man. Um, yeah, hope everyone out there has a positive weekend. Yep. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. Uh, we will see you all next week for more geek and nerd stories and tech stories as well. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Peace. 
from executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners' opinions.